When it comes to the second half of your life, you deserve the opportunity to thrive. That's why Doug Bentle founded Second Half Capital. Folks are feeling a little anxious because of what's happening in the market. As goes January, so goes the year. If that old Wall Street saying holds true, Doug, it looks like we may be in for a lot more volatility this year. The Stock Traders Almanac, I didn't even know that was a thing. I guess it's right next to the Farmer's Almanac. Yep, yep. In the library. <laughs> Says the so-called January barometer has been right nearly 85% of the time. So you're the fiduciary financial advisor. What do you think? Should we pay attention to seasonal trends like this? Because I know it's made me a little nervous. Sure. Well, people are nervous. I've never seen, you know, when I'm going in to check out the Farmer's Almanac, I've never seen the, the stock trader's yeah, almanac I, right next to apparently it. Apparently it's a thing. <laughs> apparently it's a thing. This type of barometer, if you will, there's so many of them out there that make observations about either times of the year or political parties being in office or what happens during this sequence of events. And, and they're all interesting. And I think we can glean interesting data from all of them. Where I am challenged is with as fearful as everyone is, is to hang your hat Mm. on just one of these. And I I think the gentleman you're talking about, I think there's maybe a couple of other barometers that he looks at and kind of combines together to come up with a, well, what's this year going to look like? The important thing I think for most people is you just can't let fear overwhelm you. And and maybe there's a whole nother podcast that we do about that. But the correction that we're in right now is actually being driven by tech stocks. So first of all, let's define what a correction is, because there's a certain percentage. 10. Okay, so 10% is a correction. Yep. And then what's the 20% called? 20% is, okay, we've entered a bear market. Okay. All right. So we're not there. No, no, we're not there. What's happening in the market the drawdown is really being spearheaded, unfortunately, by tech stocks. Okay. And so if you are heavy in tech stocks, you're probably feeling the pain right now. And it has been just a, a whiplash mm-hmm. back and forth. But every year, for like the last 13 years, there's been a correction of more than 10%. Really? Absolutely. How do we lose sight of that when we're in the moment and it's going on? There was one in September of last year. Oh, yeah, there was a little volatility then. Huh. And and there was one in February, and there was one then, obviously, in 2020. And so this happens. This is what the stock market does, especially when it hits all-time highs. We've had quite a few of those in recent months, haven't we? Yeah, the headlines were full of them in the third and fourth quarter. And so it peaked late last year. So what's happening is, at some level, it's normal. And so it's important for people not to get too wrapped around what headline just came out about what Jerome Powell said or what's happening in as far as inflation or what's happening in terms of the supply chain or Ukraine Russia Ukraine and and I mean those things have those things have an impact so if if Ukraine blows up if that becomes a a, a big deal then I'm really confident that you will see dozens of headlines come out that say, well, this is the barometer for what happens when there's wars. Mm. And so if you're constantly wanting to make adjustments because of those headlines and the fear that goes along with it, 
typically what happens is that you just lose out not only on many of the best rebound days, but just in general, it's very, very difficult for anyone to, on a very consistent basis, time the market perfectly. And so some part of our portfolios have to stay invested, and it has to be appropriate in terms of our risk profile. But if you look at the last, like I said, 13 years and how many corrections we've had, if you look at the data 30 days beyond where it hit its low point, 90 days, et cetera, the market's all up. And so if you get out and are waiting for what you perceive to be, okay, the other shoe's not going to drop, then you'll probably miss out on a, a lot of the, the bounce back. And the truth is, timing the market, we've heard time and time again, is not really possible because if it was, you wouldn't need a job. I wouldn't. None of us would. We would <laughs> right. know the formula and just invest and sit at home. Yeah, and, and we'd just do it. It's interesting, the comments that Powell made. Mm-hmm. The market was way up mm-hmm. before he made any comments. And even as he began speaking, it, it was good. It was when he got into his press conference that everything tanked, and, and it kind of came back a little bit. But if we look back to the last time that the Fed raised interest rates, it was in 2018. Gosh. And the market had peaked in September. And then at the time, it was Bernanke raised rates. And if you listen to the press at the time, if you listen to the president, it was out of the blue. Nobody knew that was going to happen or they didn't expect it. And the market, actually, it went down 20% and it it hit rock bottom. I want to say like on Christmas Eve. So the market peaks in September and then – I believe it bottomed out maybe even on Christmas Eve. Oh, my gosh. Merry Christmas. Yeah, exactly. But then if you look at where it was just a short time later, like three months later, it had gained all of that back. And so if you get fearful and get out, you're going to miss as it climbs back. Okay. And so it's important not to fall prey to the headlines that are making you feel anxious and this is true with our clients, if you have a plan that is structured appropriately and you've got a portion that is geared for growth because we need that, and if you've got a portion that is either going to provide income, and if you have a portion of your portfolio that is is geared towards safety, okay, then these kinds of things that are happening right now, we just weather them and we don't have to get too fearful, be too anxious. I don't want to say freak out um, because that's not – I mean, this is important. This is people's – It's your life savings. It's your life savings. But I guess what I would say to everybody who's listening is this is what the stock market does. Mm -hmm. Good or bad, it's volatile all the time. And you look at some of the really high-growth stocks and they're in the headlines and you're like, well, why aren't we in those? And it's like, well – I mean, those, some of those are down 30, 40, 50 percent. And some people, and I have clients who have a, a very, very small portion of their overall portfolio in some of those really high growth, but they, they go up mm-hmm. and they go down. And it's not, it's not fun to watch them go down, but we've done that in the context of their overall portfolio and their goals and objectives and when they're going to retire and and all of those kinds of things. So this almanac, I find that stuff really, really interesting. But I think it's it's important to keep a proper perspective and not say, okay, well, this is how we're going to behave this year because this one indicator says that's what 
we should do. It's important to have an even more broad perspective, more context, and that's what that's what we do. That's that's our job is to help make sure that we've got all of that because if things did need to change, then I'm going to be proactive and and let my clients know that. One of the other things uh, to keep in mind is when you look at one of these indicators, you have to make sure you know what it's talking about, what it's speaking to, what if there's an index that it's focused on, because there's a like the the VIX index. That um, one, I remember you pointing that out to me before. It's based on basically emotions or something. Well, it looks at a lot of people call it the the fear index. The Chicago Board of Options Exchange puts it out, and it's just a measure of people's fear, pessimism, etc. And it hit the highest it had ever hit back in March of 2020. It, it, it had never hit hmm. hit that level before. Understandably so. Yeah. We've never, most of us alive today, lived through a plague. That's starting up. What's going to go on? People had to all stay home all at once. Of course, I see that happening with that fear. Right. And so that's, that's focused on the overall market. Where that index is today is about half, a little bit more than half of where it was in March of 2020, as far as the overall market is concerned. And that's just the consumer fear gauge. Right. Now, there's another similar type of index or indicator that looks at just the NASDAQ, Mm -hmm. and it's a measure of pessimism. And it's actually lower than it was in March of 2020. Oh, wow. And okay. so you, you compare, okay, well, what was going on in 2020? Literally, we didn't know. It was uncertainty galore. We hadn't had a pandemic in like 100 and whatever years. I think unknowns was the most popular phrase at the right, time. Right, right. And so this year, we have unknowns about, okay, Ukraine, give you that. We have unknowns relative to the midterm elections. Mm-hmm. And so uncertainty, the market doesn't like that. But if you compare what was happening in March of 2020 to what's happening now, there's no comparison. We see these kinds of corrections literally all the time. They happen all the time, every year. And so does it make sense for the NASDAQ pessimism index to be lower than it was in March of 2020? No, it doesn't. So what I'm hearing is if you are a DIY investor that's really savvy and on top of it, or if you have a financial advisor that's planning properly for you and your near retirement are already there, if you've got the right plan, there's no reason to freak out right now. No, there's not. And But that means you have to have the right plan. That's the big caveat in it, Doug. You, you do. You do. And and most of the time when when I sit down with clients and and analyze what where they're at today, which is where we always start, and I compare that to the risk profile that we've determined that they have high percentage of the time, nine out of 10, I'd have to go back and look at it. They actually are in a more risky position than what they've told us they are comfortable with hmm. almost all the time. And and that happens for a variety of reasons. When these things happen, it's a really good time to go back if you've never had an analysis done and just get one done, get a second opinion. Am I where I think I am? Are we at a risk level that is appropriate for this stage of life? And that's a very important part of the discussion that we have on the front end with all of our clients. Interact with the podcast and explore thriving more in your retirement at secondhalfcapital.com. 
Investment advisory services through Retirement Wealth Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Second Half Capital and RWA are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specialized in fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding their applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investment and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by retirement wealth advisors.